Hi. Darn it. <laughs> no, you can't win. Oh, I can't win. Okay, then I'm standing up again. All right. See, this is why I wanted to wait until you were all sitting down and ready, but no, you had to be impatient. Uh-oh. But no. Hi, I'm Daniel, apparently the most adult person here. I'm Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Carrie. And welcome to the 2011 Academy Awards. We're catching up on the present. We are. Which does put a bit of a timer on this. Is that because it's close to Christmas? It's a little close to When we're recording this, it's close to Christmas. This is not going to go up for like a month so, later yeah. because I record on a delay. But in any case, uh, it's If I Ran the Oscars, where we look at one movie from each year the awards were on TV. We look at what it won for, and a couple other categories at random to see what else it could have won for. And this was another one of those good years for t- for movies where multiple movies had a few awards. So The King's Speech and Inception both had four, and I might just go watch Inception again for fun. Cause we, we were going to just go watch The King's Speech for, for fun. fun. Uh, Toy Story 2 was this year, which mm-hmm. is uh, worth noting because it got more than one award, because I believe, if I had to guess, it probably won for something Randy Newman did. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, facts wise, uh, Toy Story three was nominated for Best Picture, making it the third animated film. Wait, was that this year? That was this year. Oh, you Toy said Story Toy 3. Story two. I'm sorry, I meant three. If I said two, I meant three. Okay. But after Up and Beauty and the Beast, this was the third to be nominated for Best Picture. But now we have ten movies that are we do nominated, right? True Grit was nominated for ten awards and won zero. But that was a remake, right? It was, and was the first was the second film ever to get nominated for at least ten awards and not win. <laughs> oh dear, so that that's that's hard. Uh, James Franco, first person since 1987 to host and be nominated at the same time. So that was oh. fun for him because this was the year of 127 Hours, the movie about the hiker who got trapped and his arm got stuck mm-hmm. in a rock. And he had to make important decisions. Oh, yeah. We're thinking about I going to that national park. Mm-hmm. And... But we're not going to go to that area. That area yeah. where that particular incident occurred is, yeah. a, is rather remote. Probably too remote for us. But we're not talking about those. We're talking about a movie that I definitely remember coming I, out. I don't remember seeing it. Uh, well, it wouldn't. you probably wouldn't have seen it around that time. You hadn't... I mean, you, you still wouldn't choose to go see a boxing movie, I think. If you Not necessarily, but we maybe would have seen it yeah. later. But the movie is called The Fighter and is based on the real-life story of Mickey Ward and Dickie Eklund, who are brothers. Their last names being different is because of their uh, mother's uh, nature. As <laughs> well, a, just their the, parentage. As, I mean, they have biologically different yeah. fathers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mickey Ward is known as Mickey Irish Ward mm-hmm. because he's Irish, mm-hmm. okay. but from Boston. Uh, and did, as shown in the movie, so it's not really a spoiler, did win the World Boxing U. I don't know what the U is in WBU. Universe. Uni- Union. Sure. <laughs> light, welter, light Welterweight Championship. In the year 2000, mm. uh, which is the spoilers end of this movie. But again, it's a true story uh, and would go on later to face Arturo Gatti in three fights between 2002 and 2003, two of which achieved Ring Magazine's fight of the year. And both of those fights put them both in a trauma center. Mm. 
Ooh. I guess I don't understand the sport of boxing anyway, so... I'm not 100% on it either, but having now seen three boxing movies, sort of, Mm -hmm. for this podcast, we have a bit of an understanding of how they work. Uh, Before we get into the actors in this movie, it's interesting to note that the screenplay was shopped around to... Well, first, Mark Wahlberg joined this uh, team Team. and was Mm -hmm. really working hard on it. Mm -hmm. He shopped this around to Scorsese. Okay. Which... I think would have been an interesting movie, but Scorsese said no, because he had recently worked on The Departed, which I'll mention again later. Okay. okay. Also about Massachusetts. And he's like, two, like, Pride of Massachusetts movies in a row? I don't want to do that. Oh, sure. Also, okay. he'd done Raging Bull, and he didn't want to do another boxing movie. Okay. Well, so that was interesting. Tough to beat that one. Yeah. Also, yes. Uh, but the film rights were sold in 2003, and this movie came out in 2010. So that's how long mm-hmm. it took to get it together. Yeah, yeah. But the person who really brought it together is Marky Mark. I mentioned this because of his uh, musical group, Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Why do I know them? Because Otto really likes them. <laughs> no, no, no. Why else do I know them? Is that it's only because of Otto? Uh, good vibrations. Huh. Wild side. No, I'm, did Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch? Do they do? No. That's it's it's. In, I'm telling you songs they've done that are like. That's not the band that Sandra Bullock talks about in the proposal, is it? I don't know. Is this is this podcast is not about bands. It's not. I know, but it's about <laughs> okay. But the, but the proposal is a movie. <laughs> yeah, but this time it, it's okay. Yeah. The thing goes right. No, I don't know. I don't think it's a take. I don't, I don't think, think. I don't think it. that's a take. Who is who does it takes to? Now it's we now we really have Now we're clearly getting way it off takes track. To and then and then he's singing Rob it. Rob bass and DJ Easy Rock. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, see, that's I was just thinking different. it sounded. Corny like Marky Mark and no. the Funky Bunch. No, it's different. Yeah, but Otto, Otto does like Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. So, <laughs> uh, in any case, uh, Mark Robert Michael Wahlberg, who is in fact of the Wahlbergs, there's a lot of them. Well, okay. He has four brothers that have Wikipedia pages. Okay. <laughs> uh, he got his start acting. in music. Okay. He did not get his start in acting. His First album was 1991. His screen debut was 1994. So what kind of an album did he... It's hip-hop. Oh, that's scary. Yeah. No, he was in fact a white guy from Boston doing hip-hop. It wasn't like really, you know... Good hip-hop. Well, not necessarily. He, he charted. He did. But he, it's definitely different style from, say, the NWA. <laughs> But uh, his uh, first, like, big role was in Boogie Nights, which was, I hear, a big deal. In the 2000s, he started doing action. He was in The Perfect Storm, the movie about the big storm in the ocean. (laughs) Yeah. The remake of The Planet of the Apes in 2001, before they remade it again. And the the remake of The Italian Job. So, he's good at that. Yeah. But then... I said I'd mention The Departed again. Okay. He was nominated for Best Supporting Actor in that movie. Huh. Then, not nominated for this movie, which is, I think, a little disappointing, but 
he definitely wasn't putting on the type of performances that other people are. Well, were. I think he did a really great performance, yeah. but I, but I, I think that Christian Bale's performance oh, was yeah. so. And, and we'll get, yeah, I think the competition for best actor was challenging. Stiff this year, yeah. Stiff this year. Yeah. yeah. More recently, he's been in Transformers movies and comedies, hmm. so that's been interesting. But he's also was in. I it doesn't list here the name. I'd have to pull it up, but the. Movie about the Boston Marathon bombing. He's been in several he in uh, based on true story films. Yep. He is. Uh, he really likes uh, Boston. And if there's a movie about a true thing that happened in Boston, you can bet he's going to be involved. Okay. Next guy who was in this movie, in between Batman movies, it's Christian Bale. By in between, I mean The Dark Knight was mm-hmm. in 2008. This movie was 2010. Dark Knight Rises was 2012. And in this movie, he was not as beefy as Batman was. He had to lose weight for this movie, then gain it back to be Batman. In 2004, he had played uh, the main role in a movie called The Machinist, in which he was probably under 150 pounds. Skinny. He's skinny. And then... In 2005, he was Batman, Mm -hmm. and he was beefy. To note, in 2000, he was in American Psycho. Really skinny. No, American Psycho, he was ripped. Oh. No, American Psycho is a weird movie. Have you not seen American Psycho? I have not seen it. Ooh, there's one to put on the list of a movie mom definitely... Well, of course I figured you hadn't seen it. It's a very... It's not a movie you would choose to see. See, I would just choose not to. He was in the 1999 version of A Midsummer Night. About that, mm-hmm. go figure. He's done some stuff. I yeah. his most recent one that uh, is on this list is Ford v Ferrari, mm-hmm. which oh. I hear was a pretty good movie. It was good. Yeah, yeah. I uh, he will be talking about. Him. Well, no, we won't because we didn't roll best supporting actor. We rolled best actor. Well, so but here we so let him talk, talk about, about his acting within the first couple of minutes. I said, oh my goodness, this man must have won an Oscar. And he, he did. You in fact, he did. Yeah. So, Wait a minute, who are we talking about? Christian Bale, this is Dickie Eglund. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. The crazy brother. So, he was not their first choice. Their first choices were Brad Pitt. No. And Matt Damon. Another Boston guy. Yeah. And then Eminem. <laughs> which would have been interesting because Eminem has struggled with substance abuse. Hmm. Hmm. Well, that and would have been of he he would have been it would talk differently, but I think he could have done it. I don't know that he has the acting I mean, depth I don't that know. Christian Bale has. He I uh, had recording conflicts and couldn't mm-hmm. do it. Wahlberg picked Bale basically, mm-hmm. and I uh, he took notes on Mr. Eckland actually to figure things out. Uh, and when he accepted his award, Dickie Eckland went with him. Oh. Or was oh, at least on cool. stage with him. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. But that one was kind of a big deal. Uh, to note on Mark Wahlberg, uh, he trained for four years. I bet. While he was filming other movies. Oh my goodness. He went to the gym before he would go do other movies. He was like, okay, okay, I'm just going to be beefy in this movie. It's okay. Uh, oh. His uh, stuntman for when he was doing his fight scenes uh, mm-hmm. was a guy by the name of Mark Wahlberg. He did it all himself. Yes. And he, to accomplish the, uh, uh, you know, cinematic uh, trick of mm-hmm. being in a boxing match, they uh, punched each other in the face. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, this was, they, they did this the, you know, easy way. 
<laughs> of punching each other. Uh, so that's fun. No. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're going to make a boxing movie and you want to make it look good, you, you got to box. You got to be able to take a punch, right? It's like, if you're, it's like if you're doing the hockey movie and you're not going to play hockey. You got to play hockey. Mm-hmm. I. Next person, we're not going to be talking about many actors because there's really like the main four mm-hmm. and then like the gaggle of people. Right, right. Uh, Amy Adams, who previous to this had not, had been a bit more of uh, subdued characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, the movie Enchanted. Mm-hmm. You remember that movie? No. That's the one where a Disney princess accidentally ends up like downtown New York. And keeps thinking that she's in a Disney movie. That doesn't ring a bell. It's a very it's it's an interesting movie. I remember okay. seeing it because mm-hmm. it's the first time Disney was sort of pointing and laughing at themselves that I remember. Okay. Like, look, she's gonna start like singing in the middle of a park and her boyfriend's going, What are you doing? You're singing in the middle of why are these people joining with you? What's going did you plan this? That kind of thing. Okay. You know she's doing a sequel. To Enchanted? Disenchanted. Ah, uh, obviously. I see. <laughs> That's uh, an opposite. Uh, more recently, I people would recognize her both as Lois Lane in the uh, Superman and Batman. And Not Justice the Marvel League. Universe. Not the Marvel Universe. She's <laughs> in DC. But also from the very good movie, Arrival. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that. You, It's a sci-fi movie that I think you would like because it's a sci-fi movie about linguistics. Oh, I probably would like that. Yeah. And our last one, someone who we don't... She really hasn't done as much as everyone else. Melissa Leo. This is the mom in this movie. She's got a bunch of credits, though. And she is the one who we're talking about primarily for winning Best Supporting Actress. Oh. She was a regular on All My Children. Well, that's a thing. And was bigger on TV than she was in film. So she was a regular working actress. Regular working... Well, not not working actress so much as... Wait. No, but for TV. I mean, mean, that's a a day job. Yeah. So, I mean, her character... Yeah. I totally believed her acting, that she was that character. Mm Mm-hmm. That character was off the wall. Yeah. There There was a lot of interesting family dynamic going on here, and it really needed to look natural and it was kind of nice having the like seven sisters there by the way yeah that's true (laughs) gaggle of sisters gaggle of sisters to just throw out problems uh (laughs) other interesting things to note one sugar ray leonard who is mentioned in this movie was actually in it as a guest commentator near the beginning so that's funny that's funny i think it's good the remember there was a police officer that was helping train Mm mm-hmm his name is uh, Mickey O'Keefe, and he was played by Mickey O'Keefe. Huh. Oh, really? Yep, that's actually the guy who actually trained Ward mm. and wasn't sure he could do it. And Mark Wahlberg said, acting is about, this is not a quote, but to paraphrase, acting is about, uh, you have to act and think faster on your feet, like a police officer does. And I think I think he did okay. I think I he think did so, a pretty yeah. good job. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I could, if you had to, like, point to one person in this movie that was not an actor before this movie, I don't think I would have picked him. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have picked him. No, I would have figured I mean, he maybe was... would have picked the little kid. Oh, I mean, not the kid, obviously, <laughs> but, you know, you look at this and you think, well, no, he did fine. Right, he did his job. right, right. No, he, he didn't stumble through his lines or I mean, he didn't seem yeah. awkward. Mm-mm. So, 
there's not a whole lot. So what were our other categories well, to talk about? Aside from supporting actress, of the mom doing a really good job. Uh, first one is going to be screenplay. What do we think about the writing? It seemed like small town Boston dialogue. That's yeah. for sure. I think the st- uh, the overall storyline. I think I think it worked. Yeah, it was nominated, hmm. and I will note that it's difficult to write dial overlapping dialogue and have it not sound like noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is something that I think. Uh, the most recent one, not recent, but the one I remember the most is when we had to watch that Woody Allen movie oh, for the yeah. other podcast. Yeah. And it was half overlapping dialogue and nothing made sense. Yeah. This one, it, I think what matters is you have to have those lines that punch through. And those are the, like, the conversation is turning in this direction. And then the mm-hmm. conversation turns in this direction. And all the noise can be noise. But as long as you know where the conversation is going, it's okay for the noise to just kind of be there and you catch snippets of the conversation. Ac- accent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it lost to the King's Speech. That's because the King's Speech. Yeah. The King's Speech was a good movie with a good story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inception also didn't win. Interesting that the King's Speech was also based. Both of these were based on true yeah. stories and not adapted screenplays. Yeah. The adapted screenplay was The Social Network. Aaron Sorkin. Which, you know, is Aaron Sorkin based on Facebook. So, you know. Well, and Aaron Sorkin, Mr. TV guy. In any case, uh, next one, costume design. After the last movie, this is kind of wimpy on the costume (laughs) design, don't you think? (laughs) Um, Well, well, no, well, we did talk about costumes for Avatar. Oh, yeah. No, No, it was the the one with Keira Knightley. Well, we did talk about it for Avatar, but also (laughs) the one with uh, Keira Knightley. Um, so the costume, this what we, that's our, our category. This is a bonus we, category. What, what do you, what do we think about the costume choices? Uh, they look like. They looked like they were they from like the they 90s. Were what that's were. what they were supposed yeah, to be, but, right? Yeah, they looked like, it looked like blue collar, you know. It wasn't anything 90s. extraordinary. They probably just went in somebody's 1980s closet and grabbed some stuff. Yeah. I think it looked 90s. <laughs> the, I mean, the girl's fun. hair. Yeah. That. Oh, yeah. It was interesting to me because the sisters were yelling at Amy Adams' character, you know, calling her a skank or whatever, and they were the ones who looked absolutely cheap. Oh, yeah. But I think I knew people that looked like that in the 90s. And you wouldn't have said that to their face. I would not have said that to their (laughs) face, but I think that there were... So there was an aspect of, of realism to the way that the sisters were dressed and portrayed, that it didn't make them look clownish. Mm-hmm. I think it... it no, I thought, it was I thought they were real. Yeah, I right. they were real people. See? There we uh, go. And that's the excellent on, on the costume design front, mm-hmm. uh, the winner was Alice in Wonderland. Which is really over-the-top yeah. King's Speech was in there, so is True Grid. Mm-hmm. And for a list of things maybe you want to look up, The Tempest... With Helen Mirren? With Helen Mirren. I think that's on the shelf. I think I own that. Yeah. I, which uh, appears to have been a massive box office failure. Mm-hmm. Oh, which is so unfortunate. Because I think Russell Brand, is he the fish creature in that? Uh, I, Russell Brand's in it. So. Alfred Molina's in, in it too. I, Tom Conti, Alan Cumming? I'm telling you people. Yeah, there's some people in it you, for sure. So right. here's the deal. You don't have to be a Shakespeare lover to watch this one. Because it's intense and interesting, 
And there's, you know, there's a love story. So if you need a little bit of that yeah. at Christmas, that's good for you. And me. there's a little comedy. And course. there's some really excellent comedy. Yeah. What are we talking about? The Tempest. We were talking about costume design, and it came See, up naturally. Then we sped off on a tangent. There wasn't much comedy in this. Yeah. No, we left Papa in the dust on that one. Sorry, yeah. Papa. Our third bonus category is Best Actor. And in this one, Mark Wahlberg did a pretty good job. He definitely was the one whose actions did more talking than mm-hmm. his talking did in this movie, as opposed to literally everyone else. Mm-hmm. And no one was going to beat Colin Firth this year, I don't think. In the King's speech? In the King's speech? No. 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 I don't think so. It's hard to beat the King. Yeah. And James Franco for 127 hours. Jesse Eisenberg for The Social Network, which I understand was a good movie. It was well done. And his, his, he did, uh, as Aaron Sorkin uh, writing goes, he really nailed it. Yeah. You know, say what we will about his current policies, but the movie was good. Yeah. Jeff Bridges in True Grit, and Javier Bardem in a movie called Beautiful, which I definitely have heard of and understood that he did a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a, a, a performance where you get beat up instead of having, you know, extremely character-driven dialogue is not the kind of movie where you're going to win Best Actor when you're going up against Colin Firth. Yeah, right. So, a disappointing uh, time for him. Uh, to note, The Fighter was nominated for Best Picture and Best Director, which I think is reasonable. Yeah. So, this is definitely on the good end of movies for the year overall. This is another one where we don't, we don't want to talk about it too much. And it wasn't like big sci-fi stuff. We don't have to talk about all of the amazing, you know, special effects work or stuff like that. This one was just an incredibly competently done... Good story. Character-driven movie, which means that you can't talk about it much because pe- the best way to tell people to watch it is to just tell them to watch it. Not, oh my god, you'll never believe how cool the special effects are. That's this true. is not a movie with cool dinosaurs. Although, I think that it's really interesting that Mark Wahlberg did all his own fighting. Oh yeah. yeah. I think that's pretty oh, yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. And something that I think I... Wait, did Amy Adams do all her own fighting? It doesn't say. <laughs> it doesn't say, though I suspect she probably did. Yeah. It's just the one. Uh, do you have any fun facts? Well, I thought I was wondering about your uh, Marvel Universe uh, stat. I, did you research that? Like uh, you have been doing? Just out of curiosity. I, if there was one in this movie, I missed it. Who was in, who was in this one? You didn't catch the fact that, uh, that Christian Bale is going to be in a Thor film? That is in post-production. I did not catch that. Gore the God Butcher. That does sound like something he would do, yes. <laughs> I, I thought that was interesting that he's he's transferring his skill set from DC to Marvel. Yeah. And um, the other thing that I thought was interesting is that Mark Wahlberg did not take a salary. What? Did not take a salary. Oh, really? And, and Christian Bale took... Uh, $250,000 salary, which is small for oh, yeah. for the role. Well, the budget of this movie was $25 million. You can b- believe that Mark Wahlberg and Christian Bale taking actual salaries would have probably upped that by 50%. Yeah, I mean, they they both were uh, generous in that regard, which yeah. I thought would... I just think that's an interesting statistic. Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah, I wonder if they well, just felt Mark, the meaning of the story yeah. was important. Well, and Ma- they, Mark you know. certainly did, because yeah. he was, uh, 
Uh, did he produce this one? I don't recall. He's on the list of producers, so it's possible that he got a salary from production. Well, uh, that's well, true. Right, or that's he possible. thought he was... He, he, yeah. It's an investment. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't the director, but he was... There. You know, there's six producers on here, but he was one of right. them. Huh. All right. Well... Anything else? Uh, nothing from me. All right. Well, then we want to thank the Academy for doing its job and thereby pointing us in the direction of quality filmmaking. Bye. 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 Bye.